in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Just like that, the Watching Comics Podcast is back. Jake, after a brief hiatus, we have returned to... We did it. We, we've returned to hit on a topic that we really should have hit on earlier than this. And our good longtime listener and Twitter follow and fellow geek dad Greg Howley has challenged us to do this as well. So shout out to Greg Howley. We have come full circle. Jake, we are finally doing The Tick. It's so exciting to me to hear you say that. <laughs> I love Mitch. I have the Tick Super NES video game just below my feet in my basement as we speak, sitting on a shelf. See, this is why we're friends because that that is that's remarkable. That's impressive to me. First of all, Super NES still remains to be the greatest gaming console of all time full stop and the fact that you have the tick just makes you that much cooler other people may call that geeky or nerdy i call that cool so i'm not sure what that says about you and i but at least in the small niche of our podcast we we are we are sitting on the throne yeah i'd I'd give up i've got a couple fingers i think i'd rather lose than that game so I am all in on this episode. That's a good litmus test, like if you ever need to buy another game. Would I lose fingers for this one? Hmm. Yeah, like, could I do without the pinky? Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, Okay, we'll add this to the collection. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) That's so awesome. So, if you are a first-time listener to the Watching Comics podcast, welcome. We are so excited to have you. We have no idea how you found us, but you are in for go-to opinions and takes on the intersection of comic book and superhero-inspired stuff, hitting the movie screens and TV screens, because that's what we do. If you are a returning listener, thank you so much for returning to the well of our geekiness. We are happy to have you, as always. And of course, hit us up on the Twitters, at WatchComicsPod. That's comics with an X, at WatchComicsPod. So, now that we're here, Jake, I remember when the Tick animated cartoon came out way back in the 19 of the 90s fours. And yeah. it was a magical time. And, and you know what? I have an older brother. He and I did not get along very much until we were both teenagers, essentially. But this was one of the few things we could agree on. We loved watching the Tick. So we would always watch it together. Now, never in my wildest dreams did I think that. Um, 25 years later, we would be sitting here (laughs) and have enough tick content and reboots and iterations to say which one of the three tick extended universes or universe I do you like the best. But here we are. It's both an exciting time to be alive, but also a very bewildering time to be alive. What make you of all of this? I, well, what I make of it is that, you know, the universe, God just loves me, or else there wouldn't (laughs) still be tick stuff being made. Um, So before you go any further, let me make sure I'm hearing correctly. You are claiming that you are one of God's favorites. That's what I'm hearing you saying. I, I want you to offer me a second explanation for the fact that there have been three tick series in the last 20 years. 
because I don't have one. Fair. I mean, I can't argue with that <laughs> logic. <laughs> I, and, I mean, it doesn't feel that way every day, but you know, on the worst days, I look around and I say, the tick is still out there somewhere. Yeah, the cool thing Somebody's is, probably working on another reboot. You don't just have to say, I want to watch the tick. You get to pick which tick you watch. Right. Like that I have to discuss with people which one I'm talking about. That, and, and here's the wildest thing. Two of them have been live action, right? Like that's what's most insane to me is that twice now we have gone – and I'm not saying this to mock it. I am seeing this with nothing but love and excitement that people keep looking around at all the superhero properties out there and saying, hmm – Take another crack at the tick. Let's uh, let's find somebody else to put on a blue suit. See how that looks. <laughs> Just wait until Jason Momoa gets his shot, man. It's coming. Oh my gosh, man! Don't kiss <laughs> me. Well, we've oh, already oh. we've already missed our window to have Vin Diesel don the blue. So I'm holding out for for Aquaman <laughs> himself. It's possible. Chris Evans has played like five superheroes in his career. Don't tell me it's not possible. Um, <laughs> But but here here's the thing. Going back to our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode, I mean, is this just another way that the turtles themselves and all of their animatronic glory have paved the way for the epicness that came after it, i.e. two live-action iterations of the tick? Like, where where the heck does that phenomenon start? That's a good question, and I, I wonder... I mean, let's further connect the dots here and get even crazier with it. Um, Is it possible, I mean, do we get the animated tick without the Ninja Turtles to contribute to the rise of the Saturday morning block, right? And if Fox isn't... The tick tick was definitely trying to capitalize on the momentum birthed by TMNT, Spider-Man, and X-Men, because I think some of those hit a little bit earlier beforehand. And so that, and then the tick was kind of, I can't remember, was the tick before Animaniacs and Freakazoid? Like, I feel like they were all kind of in that little mix of, it's not exactly a renaissance for highbrow, but entertaining cartoon, but it's, it's in the mix of those iconic, memorable things that were so stinking niche that you, you loved it and you assume everyone else did too. Yeah. I I mean, it's, it's so like, I mean, I, I'm trying to, like, like just connect the dots in my head where it's, like, they've got G.I. Joe Transformers, Thundercats, that whole era. Thundercats. Least, oh, my gosh. Oh, dude, love me some Thundercats. I, I, I am shocked you've not found a way to wrangle us a Thundercats episode yet. Um, okay. I, I've t- have I told you that we are so off topic here, but have I told you that in, <laughs> in college – I spent the better part of an all-nighter sitting up with a couple of my roommates, and we debated for hours until we came up with the perfect cast of the live-action Thundercats movie that would never be. You've, you've mentioned this to me, and, and let, me, let me also jump back again and say nothing is off-topic for the tip. I mean, we're, we're in the deep end now, man. Yeah. Everything um, is on. Everything's on topic tonight. Okay. Well, one one of these days, when we both have had enough um, bourbon or whiskey, then we, <laughs> we will do a Thundercats episode, and 
the only people listening to it will be us, but we will re-listen to it a lot because it will be our favorite episode. We need to do like uh, we need to do a Kickstarter, and if we get enough money <laughs> to supply us with enough liquor to make that episode happen, then everybody who contributed can get the Secret Thundercats episode. Yes. Oh my gosh, I love the way you think. I love Secret Content. Put it on there with Pogs, man. Um, Pogs, yeah. Man, we've got so, we've got plans. Internet, are you listening? We have plans. Okay. Uh, somebody That's... pay us to do this. <laughs> we deserve it. We're two white guys with the podcast. That's never been done before. <laughs> um, okay, the tip. So so, yeah, where do we jump in on this? Okay, here's the thing. I, ha- I have thoughts. I have lots of thoughts. But I, I, I want to rip the Band-Aid off right now, Jake. I'm going to make it difficult and alienating for any of our listeners that are familiar with all three glorious iterations of the show. You need to, right now, rank for me your ticks. Okay, I can do that. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you knew it was coming, but, not, but we're, we're hitting it early. Can I start by saying that this is kind of a favorite child thing for me where I don't want anyone to think that when I put one of these in number three that I'm saying it's bad. I'm just saying that the other two are that good. Um, mm-hmm. so, so hear me say that. I, all three, I think, are excellent in their own unique way. Um, I, I have very little criticism for any of them. And maybe that's the brilliance of the tick is how could you criticize it? It just is what it is. But um, number one, number one for me is definitely the animated tick. Um, in a controversial pick, number two is the Patrick Warburton nine episode tick. Really? And I, we'll, we'll get to it, but I love that, that one. Um, and then number three is the more recent tick from Amazon, which again, I think is excellent. And I, I, it's tragic that it didn't get more episodes than it did, but that's the nature of the tick. Yeah, well, that yeah, that's that's the common common thing with the tick is I think the tick is destined to always be ahead of its time that it never finds a moment to just. Okay. You, we've got to circle back around to this. Well, because I ha- I have ahead of its time is my my bullet point or it's my 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 heading for this whole episode. And and but the, but the thing is, is like I'm right there. With, we'll get there. I'm right there with you. But I wonder how much. How many decades can we say it's ahead of its time until we realize maybe it doesn't have a time? I don't know. Because um, <laughs> we've tried in three separate decades. Well, Ben Edlund has tried for three separate decades to get the tick to be more than just a few episodes of a really cool thing. And darn it, the viewers are just not there. Um, but, you know, the thing with the original one is, uh, you know, you say ahead of its time. It's, it's also timeless. Because I, you never watch something from your childhood thinking it's awesome, and then you watch it and you're like, crap, that did not hold up. I should have left it where I found it I and let it be a fond memory. Classic example, Alec Baldwin's The Shadow. I rented Ooh, that. Okay, yeah. I rented that from my local video store. Shout out to Nebraska Land Video. Pour one out for you. You're no longer open. I rented that in my elementary school years from Nebraska land video, no less than five times loved it. Every time bought it on DVD for three bucks, about six years ago, popped it into the DVD yeah. player. And I was like, nostalgia is not strong enough to carry me through this. This one's just bad. So on the other hand, the tick got better with time. 
I remember being in high school and late night with a good friend of mine watching The Tick on Comedy Central because we're like, oh, this was so funny when we were kids. And we sat there and laughed harder at that episode than I think I laughed that whole year. And I, I will never forget, like, some of the jokes in it that, you know, there were these aliens fleeing what they called the Infinity Orb, and then it caught them, and it's just an eight ball turned on its side. I remember them joking about, we need to move at the speed of lint, because <laughs> you pull your pants out of your pocket, re- or you pull your pants out of the dryer, reach in your pocket, what's the first thing you find? Lint. It's that fast. And, like, I just remember dying laughing at all of these jokes and it just got better as it aged it didn't get less funny it it more than held up so here's my take um first of all my ranking is um the animated one number two number one number two is the amazon prime edition and then number three is the nine episode patrick warburton um very 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 brief iteration but here, here's my ultimate take. The animated edition of The Tick is not only the best iteration of this character and this show, but it is so far ahead of its time that I actually think that the Amazon series should have been animated. I think... I think we 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 live like either in in the apex or just post apex of um, versatile teenage adult animated um, entertainment between Simpsons, Family Guy, Big Mouth, BoJack Horseman, which is one of the greatest things ever created. Period. I, all all yep. of these all of these shows, like I think. Um, two of my all-time favorite shows are the animated show The Tick from the early 90s and then the other 90s uh, cartoon with John Lovitz called The Critic. And Oh, yes! I have the entire series of The Critic on DVD, and every time I watch it, I'm like, this is not only the funniest thing I've ever seen, but it should have gotten 12 seasons, but it just came too early. And if it was on now, it would be everyone's favorite Netflix watch, just like BoJack and Big Mouth. And I feel like The Tick is the same way. The Tick is the critic of the superhero arena, and it's – it's perfect for exactly what it was. In the vacuum of 1994 to 1997, we loved it and appreciated it. But then it's timeless as you grow older and you realize placing it in the 2015 to 2020 range, that that show would have been king. We, we would have binged that thing, rewatched it, blew up Twitter all about it. This this show wouldn't have just been a cult following. It would have been a pop cultural icon. Maybe a small one, but it would have been a pop cultural icon. And I, I think you take those those 36 episodes of The Tick, drop them in untouched exactly where they are, never before seen right now, and then that show gets extended for at least five more years. Right? Yeah. So, no, and this is what I wanted to, I guess I'll just jump up quicker on this than I meant to. Um, Here's the thing. I think that the tick remains perpetually ahead of its time in each incarnation because the animated tick came out. We loved it as children. And then in the early 2000s, the Comedy Central reruns led to Fox saying, well, heck, why don't we do a live action of this? 
They did the live action. It didn't stick at the time. But I'm looking right now at the IMDb. That thing has a 7.8 out of 10 with over 4,500 votes. I mean, there's a market for it, but it came later. Um, in college, my freshman year, I watched the nine. I bought on DVD or uh, on eBay a DVD of all nine episodes of the live action Tick, and I watched them all the time with anybody who would sit down and watch them with me in my dorm room. Um, it's thing- so good. I, I've got the same on my, on my DVD shelf. Like I, I've got it, and I like to revisit it. It's it's impeccably watchable. Right, and like, and Patrick Warburton's like childlike take on the Tick is so good. Like the scene where he's watching Sesame Street and Grover walks by and he thinks it's his dad. Like I lose it at that every time, man. And I just, it's so good. But I think it didn't land at the time. So then, what, 10, 15 years later, Amazon says, let's take another crack at this thing. And it's really more like what I think, I don't know, it just feels inspired by the live action one. It feels maybe more like a response to the superhero stuff of the mid 2000s. And it only gets its three or its two seasons, but broken into, you know, when they do that thing, half the season here, half there. I, I feel like the tick is constantly just a step ahead of where it needs to be. And people don't quite find it at the time. And then a few years down the road, we turn around and everybody goes, wait, crap, give us more tick. Why did you walk away from this? And they're like, well, you you weren't there when we did it. Yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I'm not sure I completely buy the farm. I, 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 I look at the Amazon tick and as much as I enjoy it, like, I don't know. I enjoy the other two iterations, but in my head, it's like the animated version is so far ahead of the other two. Oh, yeah. that the, the drop-off is massive. And I watch the Amazon iteration of Tick, and I think the production value is great, and it definitely grounds its humor and its costuming in in the 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 Raimi world of like Spider-Man, right? Which mm-hmm. we've been on the record of saying we know and love. But I just I don't know if I'm completely sold on just how humanistic and 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 somewhat dark, even campy as it may be, it it tries to be with um you know with um Arthur's character. And so it I don't know. Maybe this is just one instance where the nostalgia is too thick and I can't be unbiased at all. But I I just think the absurdity of the whole thing best sets in the animated arena. And I think the Amazon one, as good as the production value is, I would say it's after its time. I think that would have been probably accepted with more open arms if that comes, you know, maybe as just a lone movie or something in like mid 2000s or something like that. I don't know, but to me, The Tick was a champion of the animated arena, and we currently live at the time of the peak of adult-laced, sarcastic, absurdist animated humor. So I just really would love to see this show get the renaissance and appreciation that it deserves. And so maybe that that's where my barrier is. I just can't get past the fact that perfection is found when it's animated. No, and I can I can get behind that. I can definitely agree that there is a pretty big drop off from the animated version to the other two. 
and that the tick peaks maybe so you got me rethinking what i'm saying now maybe maybe what i'm trying to say a better way to express it isn't that the tick is ahead of its time constantly but maybe it just can't get the timing right because i like what you're saying about maybe that that um amazon version works better as a mid 2000s standalone film i think there's a lot i think that's got legs as a theory and so it makes me then come back to but it's still not existing at the right time by launching in 2016. And so, so to me, maybe it's just that we can't get the timing right with the tick to land it where it's going to get the audience that it truly deserves. I think, I think that maybe, I mean, I agree with that. I think that that may be a key thing to this conversation. Here's my other question. Um, and I, I, I don't know if I even have a strong opinion. I'm just asking it because this is what I thought of while you were talking. <laughs> do, do we think it's because, I don't know, in, in the comic book superhero arena, is it, is it a tough nut to crack to introduce something relatively new to the public consciousness without having a backlog of superhero lineage in the comic book first? Or is that just... Is that just a wimpy cop-out of an argument? Like, would the tick build the momentum it needed to get if it had a wildly lucrative comic book run and then got a high-dollar entertainment treatment? Or is that just convenient to say, like, well, you know, nobody really got got on board with a comic book iteration of that, so no one knew who he was going in? I don't know. I think that's a really interesting theory. Let me go to the first bizarre place that my brain goes. Okay. Um, so I don't know. There may be nothing to this. Maybe the tick is. Maybe the tick is like that true punk rock band, right? Like mm. the, the tick is the Dead Kennedys, and nobody <laughs> is listening. There's the quote in the of the mainstream. <laughs> nobody in the mainstream is listening, but the mainstream stuff doesn't happen without them, and they never. You know, the tick never finds that audience abroad, but we're all still out here making our zines and handing them out on street corners about how good it is, right? And uh, you just the tick you is, just said zines. God, I wish I'd been born young, born early enough to make a zine. Um, you know that if you and I are like 10, 15 years older, there's a watching comic zine instead of a podcast. Oh, not, um, not even close. That's exactly what's happening. <laughs> Um, down at the Kinko's making copies, trying to get the guy behind the counter to cut us a break. Um, I think that the tick is countercultural. And I think that it's so much countercultural that I don't know. I mean, I'm spitballing here. I did not come in ready with this take. I'm just running. But, but maybe there isn't a mainstream audience for the tick. And maybe that's the nature of the thing because it is so countercultural. I think, okay, in all of our ramblings, that may be the closest thing to nail on the head will hit. And the interesting thing to me is maybe not so much the punk rock nature of it, but figuring out how lucky 
a show and a creator has to be to strike gold. And even though you may have that that punk rock groundbreaking sense of nobody else is doing this, why would anybody else watch it? And then all of a sudden it hits. It happens every once in a while, but it doesn't happen very often. And I and I keep thinking about Seinfeld. Seinfeld was totally a, um, at least in the early goings, a punk rock edition of the mainstream primetime sitcom. It was even at the peak of that show's powers, it still was doing everything it was doing was completely different than any other successful sitcom on screen. And for whatever reason, by season four with the episode of the contest, it just got really, really popular and people latched onto it. Maybe it was because it was different or maybe because it was just genuinely hilarious. I'm not sure, but it, it, it got popular and it became this really, really big thing, even though it didn't lose its identity. And it, and it still is virtually unmatched in its arena. The tick is totally like that. Did it? It, it looked like X Men and Spider Man, but it didn't sound like it. It wasn't written like it. And it was brilliant. And it was punk rock. And it was different. But it was also familiar. And it was approachable and easily bingeable and all of those things. But if no more than a dozen people watch it, it just doesn't catch on. And so this is a fascinating conversation about what hits with pop culture and what doesn't. Because it doesn't make the tick any less brilliant, but it clearly didn't catch that lightning in a bottle with the right people finding it at the right time. That's man, I'm on, I'm I'm there for everything you're saying. That's so gosh, I just I keep thinking also like about is is the tick gosh, how do I phrase this right? Here's the thing that I keep coming back to in my head as we analyze the tick, which is a, an insane thing to say in the first place. It's a but wonderful it, quote the, to have. We are we are analyzing the tick, which are the dead Kennedys <laughs> of super hard superhero TV shows. <laughs> um, as as we keep breaking this down, I keep coming back to but Deadpool, but Harley Quinn. Like Marvel and DC have suddenly begun poking fun at themselves and taking themselves a little more lightly, right? So it starts with Deadpool. And then DC realizes that they could do the same thing with Harley Quinn because people like her anyway, and that's a way to separate it from the Joker. So in the comic books, Deadpool kind of is there to be this, this not always, there's a, some tragedy to Deadpool too, but he's there to kind of like poke fun at the universe he's a part of. The Tick was doing this 20 years early though, and or at least before it was mainstream. And, and I just keep looking at why did that not land? Like there's this, scene from the tick the cartoon where this guy who's clearly supposed to be the punisher rolls up with like 300 giant hand cannon guns and then can't get one to shoot so he breaks down into tears and starts sobbing why didn't you love me mom <laughs> and like because it awesome. all comes back to that doesn't it <laughs> and i just think like that's a deadpool moment right like that's something i could see in deadpool the punisher starts like, you know, crying about why his mom didn't love him and Deadpool gives him a hug. But for some reason, when the tick does it, it doesn't land with a wide market. I just, I don't know what, I just can't put my finger on what isn't sticking here because man, there's so many people that love this franchise. There's so many people that love these characters, but for some reason it just can't land long-term. And and the thing is, is I don't know if that strengthens the mythology of the tick or if it weakens it, because 
I don't know. I'm just I'm just gonna make this entire. I, I know I got deep with it. <laughs> Here we go with the take. I'm I'm gonna light my uh, Saint Patron Saint <laughs> candles, and we're gonna get philo- philosophical. Um, I'm basically what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take this entire episode and just compare the tick to a whole bunch of other shows. So sure. I keep thinking about now the first three seasons of Family Guy. Do you remember way back in the day? The the good ones? The good ones. Okay. Yeah. So like Family Guy, once upon – anybody listening to the show that's under the age of 25, put on your thinking caps here because we're about to take you to school. Family Guy is not good. It's not funny. And it's not enjoyable. But it used to be. (laughs) Back when it's first, (laughs) here, here, the old guy's going to talk now. Back in its old run, Ah. the first three seasons on FX before it got canceled, it was one of the most brilliant and deliciously edgy but intelligent and animated uh, social commentary installments TV had seen in a long while. And I remember buying those first three seasons on DVD and re-watching them constantly and just marveling at the brilliance of it. And then it got such an underground following that's, that Fox brought it back and, and threw a whole bunch of money at Seth MacFarlane. And you know what happened? It got bad. It wasn't funny because we found out that Seth MacFarlane's not Matt Stone and Trey Parker. And um, he's, not, he's not Matt Gronick. And it's disappointing because I, I, I see what Family Guy is now and, and it – it really hurts my heart to think that we had this beautiful, beautiful thing and I thought I wanted more of it and I found out, no, I really didn't. So now maybe I'm sitting here thinking like as much as I, I, we can get upset that like the tick just didn't hit, but it should have because why didn't it? But at the same time, I'm sitting here thinking maybe Ben Edlin, ben Edlin just doesn't have more in the tank. I don't know. Maybe, maybe part of what makes the animated tick so perfect is because we only had 36 precious episodes. Or maybe I'm thinking way too much into this. Jake, it's late at night. I can't even figure it out. All right. I have a couple of thoughts on this. First of all, I, I want to I drive the hour and a half west to give you a hug right now. <laughs> for what you said about Family Guy, because nothing it has was, ever gone from. It was the right it, thing to do. It's yeah. It just. But so the more I think about it, though, it goes back to that. The tick is punk rock, and I'm not because the more mainstream it gets, the more it's not what it is. So Family and Guy. Maybe, family Guy should have been punk rock. Like like Family Guy. Family Guy is Green Day. Yeah, family got is Green Day. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just yeah, about to say that same thing. Like we were on the same wavelength. <laughs> Love it. Yes. And and like and so I I also so I'm right there with you. Maybe it is. Maybe it's like Arrested Development because man, have I I have never in my life regretted asking for more of something than more than I did Arrested Development. And I, mean, I will, it, because I, I will die on the hill of Netflix. I love Netflix. But man, they ruined Arrested Development, didn't they? Yeah, quit while you're ahead. Well, and man, they just keep giving us these seasons that were like, no, God, no, number four was so bad. We get it. We're sorry. We asked for it. Stop hitting us. You want to um, talk about perfect television, especially early on in a run? Is there a better 
at least in modern sitcoms, like from the 90s on, is there a better first season of a sitcom than Arrested Development season one? I can't think of one because all of my favorite sitcoms, except for Arrested Development, needed to figure themselves out in the first season. And it's like, I always say, it's so funny, eh, except for most of the first season. And... But arrest? No, you're exactly right. It it hits the ground running and it never lets up. But see, Tick is the same way. Yes. Tick, Tick, thirty six episodes of animated Tick is all killer, no filler, darn near perfect. Do you remember Proto Clown? No, I don't. Proto Clown is a Tick villain. And that was my, this is going to be my other follow-up statement because I'm so sorry, but most of this episode just keeps being me remembering funny things from the Tick show. Um, but Proto Clown is the—he's like the Incredible Hulk, but he's a clown. This That's right. Tried to make the perfect clown. Oh my gosh! I can't believe I spaced on that. You're absolutely right. Yes, 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 yes. But the scene that always makes me laugh the hardest is when he's hatching the clowns from eggs and it's a Jurassic Park parody <laughs> where he's like puts his face down and all these little clouds pop out of eggs and cheap like birds. Like, <laughs> like I can see it in my mind's eye and I just have to go find it now when we're done here. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is glorious. And I, I'll be honest, I haven't watched the animated show in, in, in a few years. And so maybe I'm just clouded by nostalgia. But man, yes, Proto Clown. I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just, I seriously, I'm sorry. This episode was always going to end up being this, though, where I just giggle about the tick in your ear while you try to have a serious podcast. <laughs> Is it possible to have a serious podcast when we're talking about the tick? Um, uh, so, that's a good let's, question. Okay, so here we go. We've got takes. The animated show is perfect, was far ahead of its time. The Amazon iteration has incredibly high production value, supremely entertaining, easy to binge, and it is really, really good. Definitely earned that 7.4 rating on IMDb. But yeah. could also make the case that if you really wanted to make a splash against the zeitgeist, that it probably missed its window by the time it finally rolled around. What the heck do we make of what happened to the middle child? What happened to our two towers of the tick with Patrick Warburton? That's a good question. I, I think that I don't think people were ready for this. You know, I mean, because this is really at the beginning of our um, probably silver age, right? Um, where it's it's 2001, so you've got oh gee, did we even have we didn't even have Raimi Spider Man movie yet. Mm -mm. We just had we just had the X Men film. I think about the time this comes out, we had just had the X Men film, and the problem is, is the X Men really turned things to that that dark, realistic tone. They they put yeah. everyone. They put everyone in black. They treated it more like a, a CW show for adults. And The Tick is, I think, more of the energy that we got with, like, Dick Tracy and The Shadow and The Phantom and those things. And so it, maybe it got stuck in the middle where um, 
maybe the tick, we're going to go with this analogy still, maybe the tick is the hair band trying to release a new album after Nirvana's <laughs> Nevermind came out. I, I think you might be onto something there because that's, it's just, again, we just can't stick the timing on this thing because if you put, um, if you put a, a live action superhero sitcom on the air in 2000, let's say six, about the time, maybe seven or eight, you know, about the time that the MCU is just beginning to form in the mo in the barest of senses, you know, maybe around or even a little before Iron Man, when we're starting to settle into this new reality of superhero content and comic book stuff. And if at that time you put this lighthearted sitcom on Fox with the recognizable character actor Patrick Warburton leading it, I, I think that you have something that maybe gets at least two seasons, right? I would think so. I mean, how much money did Spider-Man 3 make with Topher Grace playing um, Venom? Right? Like if, <laughs> if that was possible, surely the Tick could have gotten at least a second season. Yeah, but I mean, we were all still so... Like, I, I was... It's kind of like when X-Men came out and everybody liked it, as a young nerd, it was kind of like sticking my head out after something has happened to make sure it's safe. I was kind of okay. Like, is is right, this so real? Everybody likes this. Did, did, yeah, did this people is... really feel that way? Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of have like. Have I been welcomed by the public? Shadow. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, and I'm like, uh, now I'm going to need a few more movies before it's okay to talk about this in public. I'm, I'm going back in, and so I don't think we were quite ready for the tick when it originally hit. Hmm. I think I'm there with you, man. Just can't. Ben Edlund can't can't catch a break. <laughs> yeah, um, that but, poor guy. He'll have to just go back to writing successful television show episodes. Oh my gosh! But here's the thing: like, it's perfectly on brand for The Tick to have this kind of, I wouldn't say twisted, but misfit mythology, like. Yeah. It's anybody that knows what it is deeply appreciates it. And most folks I've come across that appreciate it treasure for various reasons, each of the respective iterations. Right. But it doesn't quite hit. It can't find the sweet. It can't find the sweet spot. It's, it's either too late or too early for its time. And it just exists in the, in the netherworld of the lucky few that find it, and they just hold it, hold it dear, which, which seems kind of perfect for a cult classic. And, and now I'm stuck in this limbo of wondering, like, but what if we had more? But am I really scared about that? Because maybe I should be scared if we had more. Yeah, I, maybe, maybe we need to say it's okay. We have 36 perfect animated episodes, nine bizarrely delightful live-action episodes, and I don't remember, what, 22 episodes of weird social com weird commentary on current superhero media, but still enjoyable. And maybe that's... Maybe that's more than we should have ever expected from the tip. I, again, maybe we just come full circle. I can't believe that here we are 
since 1994 discussing the fact that three installments of this character exist in completely different worlds. And that in and of itself is perfectly tick because it is both glorious and absurd. I love it. And I love the tick. (laughs) And I'm, I just, I seriously on free comic book day. Once I walked past the latest big Marvel crossover to grab a tick comic. Because I was like, yeah, I'll read this eventually, but the tick is here, yes. And you know what? I think that separates the men from the boys. You you showed your guts, Jake. <laughs> you became a man that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And just so you all know, if you haven't caught the Patrick Warburton nine-episode run of the early 2000s, The Tick, you can buy it on DVD on Amazon for like five bucks. It's totally worth it. Blind buy that shit. All right. There. Yeah. That's- Seriously, I, much like Ron Swanson, I will only endorse products that I will personally use. And I am telling you, I endorse this product. I put my name on the Patrick Warburton tick. Go buy it now. I'll give you the $5 out of my own pocket if you don't love it. Hmm, there you go. His Twitter handle is at that Jake Owens. <laughs> and he will Venmo you. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. The Tick. It lived. It died. It lived again, but barely. And then it was revived yet again, but still died a hopeless death. But of course, (laughs) it lives on in our hearts forever because Spoon. Jake, this one was fun. (laughs) Thank you so much for following along with the Watching Comics podcast. We wouldn't be who we are without you, lovely listeners. So please, if you dug this episode, or if you've dug past episodes, or if you hated us, either way, just go ahead and give us a rating and review on whatever pod platform you listen to us on. Stitcher, Apple, uh, Spotify, what have you, because it will help more people find us, and we also want to know that you are listening. Thank you so much for that. Hit us up on Twitter at Watch Comics Pod. That's comics with an X at Watch Comics Pod. We need to hear your tick rankings, your go to tick rants, everything, because we need to set the underbelly of uh, Twitter cult following uh, comic book stuff ablaze. Because it's what the tick would want. I really think that. And shout out to the Geek Dad Podcast Network, a lovely place to call home, as always. Now, you know the drill. We will be coming at you next week with some more awesome stuff. This podcast has been a production of the Geek Dad Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this content, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash geekdad.